Welcome, brother. Good morning. Good morning. And I brought you over to talk some terps, man. Talk some flavors with our boy Milo from SoCal. Thanks for having me. Am I allowed to call it SoCal or only if you're from SoCal, you can call it SoCal? From Southern California? Yeah, you should stick to SoCal. What drum there? What, what, uh, uh, where are you from exactly? Um, Carlsbad, Oceanside area. So like Northern San Diego. Okay. All right. So, man, you, oh, Introduce yourself. You're a commercial grower, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man, if you would. A friend, Milo's a friend of mine. Yeah. Um, so I've been growing for probably about 15 years now. Got really into it 10 years ago. Um, last three years, been working at commercial facilities. Three years? Three years. Has it become a job yet, man? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> Is it a dream job? It's a straight up job. If you work your way up to it, it can be, I feel like. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm still kind of doing the grunt work, so I'll be there in the middle of the night jackhammering, digging out holes, doing all the plumbing. Really? Anything that goes wrong is going to be calling me. And out. So. Are you planting in concrete? Um, no, just, just all of our floors <laughs> are concrete with rolling benches. What is the so, jackhammer for? Um, most of the heating for the benches is like four feet underground. Yeah, and when oh. we're talking rolling benches, now we're talking true greenhouse stuff. So we're talking, uh, um, are those are the ones that push together. So you don't, man, I, when I yep. first started growing uh, commercially, I have a 20 acre bamboo farm down in Florida. I was like, all right, I can fit this many three gallons. I'll be rich. And they're like, yo, you need roads. You need a road to get through and pick stuff. And it ends up being like 50, 60%, you know, the aisleways in your greenhouse. So some brilliant person made it so you can sh take them, move your row over a little bit, and then go walk through it so you can get a like lot more efficiency. Yeah, it is. Puzzles. There's one missing square. It is. Not, but you guys have them. You're in a greenhouse? Mm-hmm. But all concrete floor. And this is the first ever I've worked in like that. Every greenhouse I've been in has been dirt or gravel. And right. it's, like, it's amazing how clean you can keep stuff in a nursery with concrete floors and pressure washer in a vacuum. Wow. You know, like you can have the cleanest facility, like be able to eat off the floors and have, you you need somebody cleaning full time though. Right. Like, so we we were talking to somebody that was running, what was Matt running? hundred and something lights. Do you remember Grambo? Our buddy in Michigan, an indoor grow is him and his, his uh, three, his team of four. Nice. And it was a lot of lights. I remember that. And I was just thinking, man, what kind of team? I mean- when it comes, like, I think of my 20-acre nursery in Florida. Mm. I have a team of four that keeps that going. That's crazy. Um, what do you guys have as far as your team? Don't uh, forget, we're, we're growing bamboo. Plants per person. We might as well be growing grass. Right. You know what I mean? So this is, uh, I think, a 20 or 22,000 square foot facility. Half of it's moms, half of it's for clones and teens. Um, but we're running wow. anywhere from six to eight employees because, like, we go through a lot of employees. There will be a lot of people that show up for a month or a week or don't even show up. So, is it you guys got the same problems everybody's got trying to find good help? Everybody thinks they're coming into garden work. You know, they're going to be hanging out, smoking weed all day, you know, chopping a couple branches here, chopping a couple branches there. Right. <laughs> like, no, we need you to hit like a couple thousand clones per day. You know, this is industry work. You're not hanging out. It's all a farm. So, it's a most people that start like, I'm trying to take people out of the construction industry. Yeah. Get somebody that already can work hard, do 12 hour shifts and then bring them into a greenhouse and they're loving it. 
I remember seeing these two women down in Homestead, Florida, and they were just propagating all day. And they were just sitting outside in front of a greenhouse with a bunch of flats in front of them Mm -hmm. and sitting on a five gallon bucket and just chop, boom, chop all day. They're just sticking plants, man. And that's kind of unfortunately what horticulture or agriculture can be. It's a farm. It's ag, yeah. I mean, right? It's farm work. Very redundant. And uh, we do it a little differently. So we cut all the clones, put them in cups, depending on the strain or the mom. Right. And then we have protocols on switching scissors out for cleanliness, stuff like that. Yeah. But then one person's just sitting in the hallway all day, just sticking clones. Yeah. They take it into one person. One person sits there all day and sticks the clones and then takes them into the... Do they have titles? (laughs) Are you like the clone? No, I think everybody that works for the company is technically a greenhouse assistant. You better have crop rotation in that job, man, you know? Yeah. (laughs) You got to switch it up a little bit. Come on. Yeah. The clones never stop, man. (laughs) And that gets hard, too, because somebody gets, like, really good at cutting or really good at sticking and then switch. And then, like, it's a week until everybody gets up to the same numbers. Yeah. I could see somebody, you know, maybe with like an Adderall problem or something like that. Just cuts clones, man. Just hangs out all day. We're like, dude, he's the only one that should cut clones. All right. There's, I don't know if it's true, but there seems to be a lot of people uh, posting stuff on, you know, just like Instagram and stuff about like dirty greenhouses and just very half-ass operations. So are those kind of, you know, fallen by the wayside now? Does it, you know, are they kind of like not able to make it? Yeah, like, are there a bunch of Because uh, I hear you talking mess. about keeping it clean, and obviously, that I mean, before you even were talking about what you grow, you were talking about keeping the place clean. So that's obviously probably the most important thing for you. I would say that, that and then, you know? like, your IPM handling your bugs, but those go hand in hand. So if you sure. run a clean facility, you're walking around, you'll be able to see a bug crawling down the bench or crawling down the irrigation line or crawling on top of the pot. Because, like... If you have dirt everywhere, you're walking around, you can't see those specks moving. Oh, man. But when everything's clean, it's just you can catch something before it becomes a problem. Are are the cleaner facilities like doing better than the dirty ones? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes, but you still only see what they want you to see. Gotcha. Nobody's going to show their fails, especially like in a commercial facility. Yeah. When you go to... you, I. We were talking and I was like, dude, you got to come on the show because you go to all these commercial facilities. You've seen all sorts of the way that they're all run. Mm-hmm. And in Southern California, they're big facilities. I guess it runs the gamut. But uh, have you seen or what's your opinion of the state of the, I guess, the head grower or the industry? Now? The master grower. Well, it used to be a mess. You used to go in the grows a few years back. They were like, I got my license, you know, and I got money from a backer. And yeah, that, like people don't really know what they're doing with money. But aeroponics. No, yeah. <laughs> but they would just do dumb stuff, you know, and I'm curious, is that still going on? Oh, yeah. Um, my friend had a interview two weeks ago for a 300 light facility and they were trying to start them at like 72 or 75,000 a year and that's like you don't get weekends off there is no holidays there is no overtime like you're on call you're head grower wow you're running the facility they've got enough money to work all the time brother anybody that knows how to run something like that wouldn't even blink at that job. Okay, so I'd accept it. I see what you're saying. So there's no way somebody qualified is going to end up in that job. You're going to be taken over somebody that probably was beat up. You know, how somebody does something is how they do everything. So if the 
owner is mm-hmm. cheap on paying his labor. You know, he's cheap on buying inputs. And that's where you see it. Like the people that take care of their people and pay their people right and move their people upright. Right. Those companies are doing really good and going places real fast and move into different states. Is that stuff obvious to the consumer? Like the buyers, do they know? Is there any way to know like that? You know, somebody's running like a better facility than somebody else when you're buying Twitter, man. Yeah. It's like, unless you're like on Instagram all day, following all the weed growers, like maybe following their head grower or assistant head grower or something like that. Yeah. That's the only way you're really going to get to see what happens inside a facility. Yeah, it's true, man. Is there a lot of shady stuff still? Is there a lot of spray of fluoromite and spraying, uh, what do they call that stuff, man? Paclo. I wouldn't say that would be like... Most people just, like the last company I talked about, they went through three head growers in the right. last year and can't get over a pound of light. So it's wait, like- Wait, wait, wait. Instead of go, yeah. That's penny wise and dollar foolish. You should just pay someone to come on in and knows what they're doing. You could have started two, two somebody with triple which yeah. you wanted to pay those growers and yeah. got your first crop and put it to market. Yeah. And not be, mm. you know, three or four crops in debt now. Wow. So like, I would say the shady stuff more goes in like, the backroom deals and the heads of the companies, not like with what people are spraying. Cause you're pretty much watched now. Like as what, far what as you what mean? you can use, what you can spray with regular. Oh shoot. So yeah, California, the regular yeah, so, have to be insane. Mm-hmm. So do you think that you're uh, just, it's cleaner in general with, with the regulations or. I would say it's cleaner. Um, especially if you're getting like a licensed product and then there's a lot of product on the black market that comes from licensed facilities that, you know, gets back to the black market. Yeah. Cause a, a lot of the company is still backdoor stuff just to be able to pay their bills. Really? Yeah. I imagine so. <clears throat> There's what, over 30 million people in California, right? There's a lot. And it might even be closer to 40 million people. That is a huge market. And I would kind of wanted to ask you, or I definitely wanted to ask you, it's one of the trendiest markets. No, when you've got, you know, I don't know how many people are in that LA metropolitan or within 150 miles of there. Mm -hmm. And that's some trendy stuff going on there. Oh, it's gotten like clothing or anything else. Like, like capulator, the dude that bred the Mac. Yeah. He'll do drops in LA at like a t-shirt shop or at Masonic shop. And there'll be people waiting two days before in tents. Really? And like, it'll be a line down the street for a clown drop or a seed drop. And, uh, if you add that strain and you're one of the first people to come out with flour to the market, right. you to charge whatever you want for it. Do you hear that, man? Interesting. That's trendy. So, and then like six months later, if people didn't like it, you know, you still have that. You can't sell it. The drop culture is really amazing to me. That's really become a thing, right? I don't for know. Just, just generating drop a bunch of demand for different. a product and then it's, you're going to drop it at one time and that's it. Scarcity. People go nuts for it. Yeah. That's what you learn in marketing class. So this is just becoming marketing now. You know, the the industry is growing up. You know, the breeders are reading marketing books. It's amazing how much time people will put into that. <laughs> like literally a couple days, you're going to camp out and you know what I mean? Well, it's, yeah, it is scarcity. My yeah. wife wants to do it for Kenny Chesney tickets. All right, man. <laughs> Two days? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I might have to go to Kenny Chesney. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, well. Yeah, I'll fit in. All right. I'll pretend. I'll take one of them hats and put it in my back pocket and stuff. As long as it's in Colorado, it'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, I mean, we were talking. First off, I got to ask you. We were bullshitting a couple days ago and I go, hey, what is the etiquette with clones? There's so many. There's clone banks coming out. There's 
just so many people uh, breeding with other people's stuff, mm-hmm. renaming very possibly, just taking something and renaming it. That, what, what are we talking about, man? How does that work? Most of the stuff is renamed unless it's from somebody trusted. And like, I'm even seeing a lot of this stuff coming out on the legal market. Right. And you smell it and it's labeled some sativa, euphoric, and you smell it and you're like, this is super silver haze. Like this is, you know what it is, or like a renamed any of the old strains and all those flavors I feel like are coming back. And like Oreos was a really big one two years ago. Right. Nobody wants Oreos. I like Oreos. Scott, Scott does. I Scott can do my work Oreos. on Oreos. That's my daytime buzz, man. It's easy to grow. It always has color. Sure. And it yields. So like people love it. Boo-hoo. We like that kind of stuff here, all right, man? What you guys are doing in SoCal? <laughs> There's probably six different Oreos on the market Got it. that are all Oreos, all just with different names now. So it's, it's like, it's, as soon as you change the name, it'll start selling again. So are people you, get over a name, over not, to, not over the flower, they're over the name. And they just want the next best or what's next. So, man. And then as far as like people taking stuff or having stuff they're not supposed to have, that's where a lot of stuff gets renamed too. Because if you have a cut you're not supposed to get from somebody. What does that mean, man? Explain to me the etiquette of, because they've got clone banks now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are you allowed to, I mean, do you all sell cuts? I mean, I heard you talk about a lot. Um, I work for a nursery. Yeah. So we sell cuts just to licensed producers. Sure. So we're doing, but basically just indoor grows. Anybody ever come complaining, hey, you're selling my gut, what the hell? Um, Not really, because uh, that would happen like if you partnered with a nursery, because uh, you breeder part- partners with a nursery, right? then they have a falling out, Yeah. and what happens to all that nursery's genetics, either they keep them and rename them, right. or give them back or kill them and start their whole nursery over, so there's like a right. lot of that going on. Yeah, everybody would just kill them, right? Right, yeah. They're <laughs> definitely not going to rename it and <laughs> say they crossed it with something, but that's where it even gets worse. They'll take something and say they crossed it with something and just put a new name on it. Right. The same ice cream cake from two years ago. I mean, at some point in time, you're going to be able to send them to Philo's Bioscience and get the you know DNA mapped and uh, be able to have some kind of litigation, no? You remember when Adam Dunn did that? I'm sure Banner remembers. Adam Dunn put together, he called it the OG Gnome Project because he was sick of all the fake OG going around. He tasted it. He's like, oh, that's fucking San Fernando. That's fucking Tahoe, you know? It's also, he did the OG Gnome Project and sequenced in DNA. That was years ago. It's way cheaper now. I bet we could get, do some sort of crowdfunded thing. Let's test it. Let's get this Kelly weed out there. Let's test it. Grandma, when'd you wake up? Man? I don't know. My my uh my sativa <laughs> yeah. in. I'm smoking some of that uh, brand new Paloma out of the real buckets. Yeah, it's really really fire. Oh, actually, a good buzz on that. Yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it. I tell you what, I will shout out. I'll take my real grower shout out from that, Grandma. Yeah, Thank you so much. Of course. Uh, real growers recharge. I got a shout out to the Grow Dots extended release. I just had some in the grow last night. I incorporated it into some pure cocoa. And I'm going to grow, I'd say, probably seven, eight-week veg this time. I'm going to grow some big old trees, and uh, that's what the Grow Dots do. Or the extended release uh, gives you eight-week veg, something around there. The regular Grow Dots, four or five-week veg. So uh, go check them out, man. It definitely makes growing easy. 
And uh, Grandpa, I got a shout out to you, brother. Okay. I just open up like Facebook and YouTube and I see weird stuff going <laughs> okay. on, man. I think I know where this is going. Dude, I did this. Is this something that I did in the past? You made the song. This is one of the parodies. I was going through all the parodies. Yeah. And I don't know. The, the the You know, they're all, they have their own je ne sais quoi. But the, there was something about the, the, the Ice Ice Baby one that just made me really laugh. And so I made a proper video for it. And I guess uh, some people will comment on it. I'll click it just for a minute. <laughs> click it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. it says to you, grow. Yeah. And that is some old recharge. It's a big scoop. Yeah, baby. If your crop needs inspiration, it's a great innovation. I'd rather vanilla ice than you. This, this is a great line. Watch it grow, but so healthy, yeah. almost glow. Vigorous work rates, so ample, more THC than you can handle. I got that guy. I got that guy from Howard Stern, man. He's doing Howard Stern stuff. I've been singing that. <laughs> that is the funniest line there. Put it on your crop. Watch it grow, but so healthy, they almost glow. Vigorous growth rates yield so ample, more THC than you can handle. Rambo does love it. That I do. He I loves it. I was hardcore. There DC you go. Scott Walker <laughs> says someone deserves a bonus for this one. Hey, Rambo, Scott I've Walker. got a free no-name root gel for you, man. Hey, I like uh, I like the Scott Walker guy. <laughs> Hey, you know, Remington Steel, Grambo, you're the cable guy. Do you know who Remington Steel is? I do. He was uh, the James Bond. Uh, oh, my God. You're right. Yeah, Remington Steel. I know. Dude, he knows that he's in his, like, early 40s. Castle and McCormick. Yeah. Ah, ah. yeah. I'm the cable that's, guy. That stream, uh, that stream intro on the previous one with the flying saucer over the USA, over the United States is sick. Oh, I could yeah. watch it for hours, and that was just your uh, intro. Yeah, the stream yeah. that was pretty cool. I just, I, I'm, I'm glad that he liked that because that was uh, that, and that's coming back. I will be bringing. I actually, uh, that was on my home computer. I did a little streaming from home, as you guys might have noticed from me not having my audio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're working it out. All right, we're working it out. Uh, hey, man, back to the show, if I could, man. Yeah. Um, do you give us some uh, of your, how'd you learn this kind of stuff? I'm sure there's a lot of trial and error. Are there some people that you follow, uh, some people you would recommend, books or anything like that? I didn't really get into the book side or following people until I started doing it more for a living. Um, right. We lived in Oregon right out of high school. We were growing all the way through high school. And basically kill more plants than you get through flower. Yeah. That's how you learn. And in high school, you was doing this. So our first plants, we were probably 13 now, 14. Yeah. We had a little gorilla glow, gorilla grow down by the lagoon. Sure. We looked bags of soil down the middle of the night. And oh, trees so and shit. Funny. Cop probably just sitting there watching you guys laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they let us Damn get kids. three months in and then they came, took them when <laughs> they were like, Halfway through flower, <laughs> well, like I'm sure we were being watched by somebody. Yeah, but still, I couldn't believe it came with seats. When they told me, yeah, I was like, what a terrible business plan here, man. But uh, more, yeah, trial and error and failing a lot. Failing uh, a lot, trying all the nutrients, trying all the soil. Right. All the different composts and teas, you know, from yeah. living beds to cocoa to just straight salts. And, and what is your style of growing with? Um. All the really good stuff we're seeing in our part of San Diego right now. Um, I'm talking about black market, not legal. Sure. But um, is that where the best stuff comes from? Is the free market? 
Yeah, I would say anything from like a 20 lighter, 10 to a 20 lighter, maybe a 30 or 40, but that's where really? the really high end stuff's coming from right now. And like uh, the difference in price is probably about a thousand a pound. So the 20 lighters that are killing it, like the couple jars here. Yeah. Like they're still getting around two, maybe 22 a pound. But I know even a lot of legal places, like they can't get a thousand a pound for their white label. And that goes same thing with thousand a pound. It's got to cost them a lot of money to operate. And then it's got to cost. I know that they have super bad taxes, like that huge tax disadvantage. Um, man, it's got to be hard to make money at a thousand dollars a pound now. Especially indoor, like indoor, you're using CO2, you're using lights, all that. So for a legal spot, but now all these legal spots are like, they want to hit three a light or they're not going to run it. So basically anything in the black market, if you have a 10 week strain, that's going to kill it. Like 10 or 11 week strain. Like if you're going to be one of the only people with that, nothing commercial is going to touch anything over eight weeks. Yeah, I mean, it does make sense. I mean, and if they do it. have the same strain and you run it, you know, nine, because most of these want about nine, nine and a half. And right. I, I feel like that's where the sweet spot is, is right over that commercial mark. Because like commercial is not going to touch anything about over eight, eight and a half weeks. It's just too early, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just too early. It, even though anything that was done that early. Even those eight weekers, if they took them a week or two extra, like they would hit. But, you know, they're on a timeline. They're on a budget. They need to hit this many horizons per year. I mean, I come from the commercial go back, grow background. I'm a four light veg and two eight light flips. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, I understand the value of an eight week strain. Um, so I, I just can get into the commercial mindset. But sure, if I'm going with Connoisseur, shit, dude, I let this go a while. It's just appreciating. Uh, for me, it's just appreciating that, you know, like for the free market, you can get something that's really the best of quality it's done properly and it's mm-hmm. not on doesn't have to be on t- as tight of a schedule yeah and you yeah. show it to everybody like everybody that smokes likes it but then half the time i tell them what i pay like not even i'm not selling it i'm just telling them yeah i pay 600 a qp like for my personal smoke and they're like whoa what that's too much and it's like but their weed looks like some shit i could <laughs> buy for yeah. 100 bucks a pound in galley so yeah it's like you, you pay for what you want to smoke at that point. I'm yeah. just yeah, six hundred dollars a QB. I'm gonna do some math here, man. Ready? It's one hundred fifty dollars an ounce. All right, not bad. No, not bad. Ready? That's under forty dollars a quarter. Mm-hmm. Thirty-seven and a half dollars. It used to be, mm-hmm. but I mean, at that point, it is. I, I know they talk about you know corporate weed bringing the uh, you know bringing the industry down, but I mean. It is cool that some people that can't afford it can get mids for 20 bucks a, a quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, at least they can smoke. And for if you want, to, you know, something decent, if it was 40 bucks a quarter, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. You know, is uh, are those places going? Are there more and more going out of business because front pound prices are so low? Um, they have to. I feel like before a place goes out of business, they'll switch growers three or four times (laughs) and just waste money. I should have just sold it (laughs) when they have make it up on volume. Yeah, (laughs) but like nobody wants to admit when they're really going under, and they'll hire a grower and they won't make it work in two harvests, so they'll hire another one. Yeah, you know. So it's just really deep pockets at this point. Oh, it's a lot of deep. Your check bounces. That's how you know you've been fired. (laughs) (laughs) And the doors are chained when you go from the landlord, man. That's how that shit works. 
That's hey, oh, I was going to say, dude, let me shout out a couple of the DGC, a couple of uh, of the folks that make this happen. And and normally the dude is here to help me with all this stuff, but I will have to. Uh, I would love to shout out High Mountain Gardening, the High Mountain Gardening. All right, yeah. You know what I heard about them? And they're high. Sure smokes a lot. Oh, thank you very much. Shout out to Sure Smokes a lot, and don't forget the Hungry Kitty. Yeah, High Mountain Gardening, Sure Smokes a lot. That's one Hungry Kitty. Oh, Grandpa, man, you're like <laughs> doing a Mad Libs over there, man. That's what I do. <laughs> Let us be serious. Very cool, and I appreciate all the DG. DGC pros as well. Yeah. I've been doing that short form content over at, uh, where is that, man? Is that Scotty Real 420? That is where I am doing my short form content. Wow, wow hardcore. Yeah, over on YouTube, man. Yeah. But I was talking, we're doing one on Bloom Boosters and Additives. I was talking to Jarrett, who was a DGC pro from New Millennium Nutrients yeah. Playground. Uh, we're actually talking right about that green sensation. Yeah. And the winter frost. I got a playground hoodie on right now. Yes, you. Hey, what's the odds of that? That's you were helping them with their podcast, is that right, Grandpa? Yeah, yeah, I'm not working. I just realized, like, oh, there's a real hole in like where people like don't know about like the back end. And I was t- hanging out with uh, Rob uh, CLTV on the panel show, right? And uh, yeah, just kind of realized, like, yeah, anyone that's doing cannabis and podcasting, I'd love to work with them. So yeah, I'm helping out with the junk dealers a little bit. Yeah, I was actually smoking a joint with uh, Eric, Mr. 420 scene yesterday, BS, and hey. we're showing each other our gardens, man. Oh, sure. Yeah, he's a good guy. dude. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah. You don't, don't have a pleasure Christian name. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't use his birth. Yeah, don't use your birth name, man. A 420 scene, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, shoot, man. Hey, do me a favor, Rambo. Click this next one. You should show up in the... Uh, no, 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 not no. T- that's oh. for dude, man. If the hoodie, just show the sport jacket. Oh, we're hoodie, going, hoodie, uh, we're going sport hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go to the first one. I think it is the first one. Yeah, yeah, one. dude. So yeah, DGC. I I, I told the Scott about there's a. If you watch football, there's that handsome bald guy that wears like a hood, uh, a sports jacket. And he's got a sports jacket with a hoodie on it. I was like, you talking about Terry Bradshaw, handsome bald guy. No, no. <laughs> I, was, I was talking about Tommy Long. Let's talk about Kenny. Uh, <laughs> nice, yeah, man. so Scott was like, "There's no way that's a thing." And, and in usual Scotty real fashion, he uh, dug up some Scotty real fashion. Is this? Uh, and by the way, cl- click the next one, man. I wasn't that good at searching. Uh huh. This one had some weird stuff to it. Scroll down, I thought, man. Uh, okay, there you go, man. Uh, Serving me some weird ass stuff, man. Yeah, the. Oh, hey, scroll down. I want to see that cleavage. D- this dude's cleavage? I mean, forget it, man. Come on. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, hey, man, but he, I was just laughing. I was doing that because I think I turned like trendy LA or something like that. When I think about Southern California... I grew up it all around LA, by the way, because I have no idea. Mm. But uh, I just think of it as the most trendy place in the in the world. Maybe the most trendy weed market going. Yeah, I saw something with probably because we hung out. It showed me a burner video yesterday. It was like, listen to what burner's talking about, and like, it was and it was like all up his butt about something he said, and it was like they were soap opera reality show stars, you know. I feel like something that's created too, Ooh. like on purpose. Oh yeah, like or yeah. beefs between brands <laughs> and you know somebody stealing somebody's genetic or 
is that out, but, is that really you know is that news out there or is that is there that big of a scene i'm just curious how deep the scene goes burner's got a huge following so like anything he says is right. definitely gonna get listened to but um it it's like that with any of the small companies too if you know anybody in them or you're following the insides all right every company has beef with another company or with another breeder or with another grower right there's always somebody that hates them or they hate somebody <laughs> is it usually genetics um yeah most of the time i would say or think like sharing head growers going from one place to the next bringing secrets bringing recipes yeah that's a big thing the nda is like most of the companies if you work with them like you're not allowed to talk or speak or <laughs> go look at other facilities right. at all so well you were telling me about a bunch of uh of places you've been to you say, oh this one's got a million you know a million square feet under canopy this one's got that there's a good amount that i have gone to and seen in socal but um that, that's not through the company that's just through me personally yeah that's so strange i think about at nurseries uh, the guy that helped me learn palm trees growing palm trees and bamboo brought me to his nursery he sold me the starts he wanted to help me gut me you know, wanted to help me get going and I sold bamboo and he sold bamboo. We sold the same product, you know, but he, he sold- wasn't looking at you like a threat. No, there was a thousand different varieties and I was going to sell 20 and he was going to sell 20, you know, yeah. and everybody's going to be fine. He'd say he was actually a premium guy. He was the top shelf guy. Mm-hmm. And I was the, I won't say mids, man. I was the <laughs> starter guy, man. I was the starter. Specialty. You know what? I was the clone guy. Now that I think about it. $20 clones all day, man. All day, <laughs> all day long, brother. And I feel like that's kind of coming to an end. Like the, everybody still has their secrets, all the growers, but yeah. as far as sharing information or like cloning tech or nutrients or temperatures, like people are pretty open about sharing their tech because yeah. at least everybody I've met, they're on the same age, 28 to 30. And like, I didn't invent anything that I know. Wait, I, that, that's a pretty tight eight. I was just going to say. Yeah. Like three years. Most yeah. of the people in the industry are pretty young. Really? Um, no. A lot of the people I deal with are a lot older. But um, the people in my like tight community are, we're probably 30 to 35, like at most. Um, yeah. But uh, all of them, like none of us, we take, you can't take credit for anything that you've learned or anything that you've even really developed because like, you built off of somebody else's plan or somebody else's grow that you've seen, you know? So like everything's a building block. So I feel like the way people share information now is a little more free. And like, there's tons of people with a lot of really good Patreons. If you're trying to like learn specific things. Right. We'll say we also had um, a BMB's best manual B best practices, man. Thank you, man. BPMs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, when you go up to, uh, you know, the F Florida Nursery Growers and Landscape Association, they'd have a meeting once a year and they'd be like, hey, look, we don't want a bad rap in this industry. We don't want to uh, be loading that the waterways with extra nitrogen and all that stuff, man. So here's some best management practices here. Here's when you mm-hmm. want to fertilize. Here's when you want to you know, add organic matter. But as an industry, they came together to make sure that they were, um, yeah, I'm not causing problems or seen in a positive light, actually. You could have a lot more influence that way, too, coming because that's how they did it in Napa with the wine industry. 
they yeah, came right? together so they could help make the regulations on their farms and what they can use, not use. Right. And like, that's not really happening. It's happening more in Northern California, like Sonoma area, Santa Rosa. There's a lot of groups of cultivators that get together either once a month or every couple months up there. Right. But like, as far as San Diego, we don't have too much either SoCal or LA. There's a little bit, but like, there's not many growers meetings, you know, or sure, everybody sure. that comes together is just there to talk about growing or how to like spend less on nutrients or throw less nutrients away or waste less rock wall or, right. you know, how to recycle or how to grow better weed, just anything at the end of the day. But like, there's a couple up in Santa Rosa. So there's like a cultivators connect. They do like once a month or every other month. And like, we need to start having that in every county, every city. So there's growers all over. Just to just take somebody to set it up. Yeah. Or just, uh, I mean, these guys, now that I think about the uh, Florida Nursery Growers and Landscape Association, they had lobbyists, man. There was plenty of people in suits and that's powerful. We can't even afford lobbyists until we get a group together. Yeah. Once we get a group together and we're all talking together and getting along, that's when we can start going to buy people to lobby for us to yeah, start people buying people. <laughs> that's your buy a starter. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It takes money. Uh, it's great. Hey, so they do green, indoor greenhouse and outdoor. Can you tell me about the quality of each of those? We already talked to indoor quality berries, uh, greenhouse. How good, how could we, can you grow out of a greenhouse? I've seen really, really good stuff come out of greenhouse. Um, best I've seen legally in california would be preferred gardens dave he kills it um he does like he'll do hand rolls um i think the last one was his indoor drop but they'll sell out in 12 hours when he does the flower will or the like well he'll do like a hand rolled joint like three and a half grams right string hash in the middle or just the joint and like they'll sell out in 12 10 hours and if you can produce good greenhouse because all of his stuff's some of the best priced out there, which like it should be if you're in a greenhouse, right? Right. But are you getting to a light, uh, a light? I don't know. What would it be? A four by four area? You're getting the he's, same he's type of lead? getting more, I would say. Um, but uh, if, if you look up his, any of his Instagrams, like he completely kills it. He's a hey, grandpa. Do me a favorite now. Yeah. It says Florida. Huh? Mm-hmm. They just opened in Florida. Wow. Indoor in Florida. Huh? Preferred garden. Yeah. Dave kills it. He's part of the, craft social club so he's at all the events um but uh there's a couple people he's the best i've seen for as far as the greenhouse flower like that would be what you would strive for do me a favor man keep going with some uh, up and cover up and coming breeders and some brands uh some some people to look at follow we keep grandma on his toes maybe you'll find their uh their instagram for us yeah um, I haven't really been super active as far as like hunting down strains or popping beans lately, right. but, um, uncle dad vibes and craft farmer, they're all kind of like part of the same group up there in Santa Rosa with the social club. <laughs> uncle dad vibes is pretty cool. <laughs> it's like <laughs> uncle dad. Ian's a cool dude too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got to talk to him for a couple hours, not the last event, but the one before. And, uh, all really, really good people. And like, they're all in it for the plant and for everybody else. Not scared to share knowledge or, right. you know, tell you a secret or two or tell you how you're fucking up. You know, I love it when you show somebody flower and they're like, 
should have done this, you know, and they could call out something you missed either in the drive or the Don't cure. be a dick about it, all right, man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all. In a respectful way. Yeah, man, but it is cool, man. Talk shop. Absolutely. You're busting my stones as long as you're right. Very cool, man. Good job, Grambo. And uh, yeah, they, they've got really good resources too. Anything through craft. He's got the little, it used to be a Patreon, but it's like an academy now. And that would be more craft for like anatomy? craft farmer. Yeah. And that's for you take your certification or something like that. Learn. I think he's going to be doing a certification. It's probably more just like learning right now. Sure. It used to be a Patreon, but that's going to be more for like bigger. It, it'll work if you're a home grower. This yeah. fella here? Yeah. That's the boy Lance. Yeah. So Lance and his brother Owen, they've been great to See, him, they right? call them whip kits, man, whip instead kits. of, I don't even know what that means, man. It's, so he was one of the first people to come up with, like, how to get from the wall to the bench and just put it all in a box. So he has the solenoid, the cam lock, the filter. You're talking commercial shit, mm -hmm. right? So he was building commercial facilities. Yes. Okay. And uh, that's like one of the first things he came out with. This is that under canopy light you were mentioning. Oh, eh? That is interesting, man. You're right. That's something everybody, red. there's like three or four companies that have come out with them in the last year. Uh, but um, it, everybody's having amazing results. Under so they're going from like two and a half pounds of light to like 3.2, 3.3. What? Just on adding these. And so these go under. I didn't know that the plants get photosynthesized through the bottom of the leaf. That's a big argument. They, and uh, he argues that a lot. But it's Saturday morning. I don't want to argue. Yeah, no. Because uh, no. What's the what is the idea though behind it? Um, no light. So you don't now instead of lollipopping, you just deleaf. So you'll deleaf the bottom still, but your bottom nugs are going to be like ten sacks. I actually happen to know a little bit about this. I have, I, just, I have a special place in my heart. My yeah. first ever comment in the dude grows ecosystem was right. asking about under canopy lighting mm -hmm. and guru uh old sean guru explained it very 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 well and it says that it actually redirects auxins as the plant is growing up and it's going to keep them more squat and down so it, it's going to redirect more of that energy to buds and it's going to keep because the auxins start flowing north and south and keeping it right in the center where you want all your nice canopy growth and so, yeah, that that's real life. I'm surprised it took this long. I asked that question like seven years ago. Finally, an answer. The grandma just say that's real life, man. That's real life. That's real life. <laughs> word, grandma. Word. <laughs> hey, what's up with the far reds? Deep and far reds. You know anything about those? Um, we, everybody, because when they started, you like we used them five, six years ago, but we were using T5 veg lights in between <laughs> the reds. You know, and like you could see a little difference. Kind of worked, but we didn't make too big of an impact no. so we didn't keep using it but i feel like they figured out the spectrum that they like because most of the under canopy lights are either going to be a deep or far red spectrum yeah and besides the extra weight they're talking about even the top nugs like the nugs that don't even get hit by the under canopy right. like everything's better from top to bottom like it does something in the plant where like it can either uptake nutrients convert nutrients or grandma's gonna yell auxins again auxins auxins man nah it's very cool but like just overall health and like cleanliness of the flower gets better like not just on the bottom you're not just looking at weight i guess it's all the way through the plant interesting was cool that's cool man something hey. to try out yeah i'm down a couple more shout outs, man. Then I want to get into a few more things. First off, I'm having a great time hanging out. Thank you, my friend. 
Thank you. See, it's still Friday night for you, man. You want a beer, man? You just drove, you drove straight in, man. All right. Only $16. hours. <laughs> Give that man an old Aggie. An old Aggie, man. That's Colorado's, not his best right there, all right? <laughs> That's Colorado's day beer. Right? Better PBR. So, so, there you go. A local PBR. I tell you what, I'm going to shout out while we're hanging out, man. Stank delicious. Uh, does that, is that the delicious thing? Or what? Man, I don't know, man. I'm confused. Sounds like a pimp name. That is one of those words. things where you go like no. this and you're like, my name is Stank Delicious. Stank Delicious, man. No, I like it. I like the weed pimp. Stank. My name is Stank Delicious, homie. Yeah, I like That's a good name. Yeah. Stank a good name. It was good. Perp, man. I always wear perps. <laughs> <laughs> Cannabis critical. What's up? That's when Scott's jo- his five gallon buckets running low. Yeah, I'm. Oh, we are critical, cannabis critical. <laughs> That's right. Code red <laughs> or code perp. Turbo perp. Turbo perp. Code turbo perp. perp. <laughs> Very cool, man. Thank you for the support, all y'all. Yes. Uh, all right, dude. You want to BS a little bit more? Sure. Come on, man. Uh, actually, I got a comment or two. I think you might have an opinion on this comment, all right? This is from Andrew, okay? Uh, and we're talking about craft uh, growers and big commercial growers and, you know, just a bunch of mids flooding the market, that kind of thing. Uh, Andrew says, good, let the craft growers run the market. There's already too much commercially grown crap on the market driving prices down. It's quite sad, actually. And I put that on there because I don't think that having a bunch of cheap mids is really that sad. I mean, I understand there's people still trying to make a bunch of money off growing weed, mm-hmm. but the profitability of growing weed, it's a risk. It used to be a risk tax. You pay $100 a quarter or whatever, $300 an ounce because the homeboy is risking getting his house taken away and yep. going to jail. And it's not really the same anymore. And I think people get pissed about it because it's hard to make money. Yep. Yeah. I feel like if you're a stoner. Yeah. (laughs) It's great. I feel like it's making the gap between mids and top shelf, not the flower quality, just the price point. The gap's getting bigger and bigger. Well, let's compare it to uh, PBR. There's certain times when you're going to a party and you just want to bring an 18 pack uh, of PBRs. You're right. You know, and then there's times when you're going to hang out and maybe hang out and have two beers or a couple beers with a friend. And you're like, man, let's see what uh, the Odell seasonal, you know, you'll just ask for something great and you don't care if it's eight or nine dollars, man. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I just wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing really good indoor keep going up because in Cali, we've been seeing it rising for a little bit and like normal indoors stand around the same around a thousand, twelve hundred a pound. I mean, somebody's making a lot of money off a thousand or twelve hundred dollars a pound because what's it sell for at the dispo? I mean, you can get cheap. Like I think my dad bought a fifty dollar half ounce or something. Okay, 50, no, fifty dollar ounce. Like, don't buy that. Like, do the math on that, man. Do the math on that. Fifty dollars. It's an eight hundred dollar pound. I did the math. <laughs> And that's whole that's wholesale pal. That's not yeah. like making a dime. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's gotta be somebody going out of business, right? <laughs> or somebody white labeling. I feel like a lot of those companies just buy up as much as they can and don't actually even have a grow. 
Because there's a ton it's of a real business model. Man. Yeah, that's a real yeah, business. Yeah, my, my buddy works as a professional trimmer here in Denver. Yeah. And he'll walk in and they have like these signs that they'll have. And it'll he'll just walk in like halfway through like uh, 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 taking down a room. It'll go from like brand A and then it'll just be like <laughs> brand B. It's now we now own this room and we're selling it as ours. And I was like, that's real. It's like, yeah, it's real. That's real if you own a box company or anything. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I so. This is becoming, that's what I'm saying, stuff like it hurts because the cool industry, that that underground thing that we had going, we're all able to make money off it, even if you weren't employable or didn't want to get a job. (laughs) Man, unfortunately, that's gone away. Uh, The cool thing is we do have a lot of inexpensive weed, and we did win the idea of that cannabis is good. It's okay to show up a lot of places stoned. Right. <laughs> I used to get in trouble for that back in the day, all right? Yeah. Or just smelling like it. You come in after trimming. and No, after trimming's a problem. Let's just give everybody a PSA. <laughs> if you don't want people to know you are a, a grower, then you've got to take care. Change. you got to take care of the odor because it's a unique odor that's on your clothes. You will not trim. You will offend the lady at the house, <laughs> man. You will not. And even they, AM PM. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ready? I smell marijuana. Raw. No. Marijuana. Yeah. Oh, Raw shit. marijuana. <laughs> oh shit. I put this on from Brain Dead. It's just a nice to know that you got all sorts of uh people listening. Uh Brain Dead says, I'll stick to growing banana plants. I love smoking the peels and it's legal. Oh. What? Yeah, yeah. Do you don't remember that? And I tell you what, that is a prohibition thing. Oh, I remember. That was it was so bomb. hard to get weed uh, back in the day. You're in the eighth grade. Your buddy's like, I heard you smoke banana peel. Did you hear it in legend, though? I, don't I, know really smoke I think it was because I heard it was like banana peel with cinnamon. You put cinnamon <laughs> on it. Yeah, I drink so all a bunch of nutmegs. <laughs> oh, yeah, nutmeg. nutmeg. That's what it was. It wasn't cinnamon. It was nutmeg. <laughs> nutmeg. Yeah. Oh, shit. No, no, no. You got to put a lot in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and it hold it in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, no. You didn't hold it in long enough. Yeah, I tell you what, man. I will take one sec because it's sitting right here. A shout out my Pulse Pro. Ooh, you got your Pulse Pro comments? Yeah, yes. I'm going to get this going. Pulse is a, a supporter of the show. And this is going to measure my VPD for me. And that's a big deal. We we're just talking about some uh, pro grow tips. And uh, I asked Michigan Matt, first thing he's looking at is his environment, his temperature, humidity, his VPD. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always kind of guesstimated. I've done my own math with it. But this is cool, man, to have a computer that actually does it. And they're new on John's full, uh, it takes your light, right? Yeah, yeah. This is that one does one. too. This yeah, is the, the new, what do you think? They sent me the old one? <laughs> they, have, they, have, they have a hub though, right? Yeah, no, well, they have a plus that's cheaper, like 200 bucks. Sure. And that only does like temperatures, humidity, like your BPD and doesn't sense your light. Got it. But um, all the homies that are, because like a lot of people are taking down grows and setting them into mushroom grows. And those are like a lifesaver for mushroom growth. If you're doing yeah. it in a tent, you got to have really, really high humidity and oh, stuff goes out all the time. Those don't go out, so you can keep those in the room and actually sense it on your phone. Hey, was it Lady Howard who was talking? She was working with Pulse or HLG about the mushroom thing. That's like taking over. That's yeah, it's a, it do me a favor, Grambo. Scroll down a little bit out of order, but scroll down to the inaugural Psychedelics Club. Fuels curiosity over magic mushrooms. This is in Denver. And yeah. They're having a psychedelics conference. I mean, it is just the new weed. 
Wow. I mean, I, it's been a while. Like, I was hoping that cannabis would be legalized as a Oh, it's older. maps. That's cool. I'm yep. surprised that, uh, that mushrooms have gained so much traction. Me too. I mean, they're legal in Denver. That's crazy. Yeah, but like my mom caught me tripping on mushrooms when I was a Tell kid. There ain't no change in her mind about them. Don't let the sheriff bust you in your, if you're in Denver, though. The sheriff doesn't like magic mushrooms. No, that's, that's the loophole. Uh, that's weak. Yeah. Hey, Grambo, go down, Good man. Psychedelic club at Denver. No, so like if you would. Denver cops bust you. It's legal, but if the if you're but it's not legal in the county. Yeah, oh, gotcha. Yeah, just so, but scroll up. I think that Banner can make a friend here. These guys need a good website, Banner. <laughs> Look at those fonts. Come on, they do need a better website. All right. Can you trade for shrooms, man? Is that legal? <laughs> I think it's legal to give them to somebody. Oh, man. Hey, I got something, actually, man. I can get right into it. And this is about hanging out in your growth. We'll uh, uh, talk all the time about I'm trying to make an automatic growth system. And mm -hmm. no matter what, man, the plants want you to hang out a little bit. And uh, I was thinking about this right after the, the mushroom thing, because like mushrooms make you feel connected. You take some mushrooms, you feel connected to the earth. Mm -hmm. And uh I just think there is a connection with the the plants. I do think that they can feel something. And when you come and go, you know, you show up and you care for them and uh, you give them treats. Playing music. Yeah, it just got me thinking about it. And then there is, there is some stuff. I don't know if you uh, do Audible, but uh, The Secret Life of Plants was this book back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, how they memorize, communicate, and problem solve and socialize. Dude, this is a guy, uh, Stefano Mancuso. <laughs> um, that, that guy does have some good books. And they're only like three or four hours long, which is good. <laughs> but I had no idea he was going to look like that either. I figured he was a hippie, man. Yeah, no, the DGC loves this. Every time I go to the comments, I see like, like you guys, guys check out the secret life of the plants, man. Do I know, you know this is the mimosa. Uh, it's the, the sensitive plant where when you touch it, it closes up. Mimosa pudica. Yeah. Uh, this guy messed with it and he kept on dropping a water droplet on there and he would do it over and over and over. There you go, grandma. That was that it. Right? And it would close its leaves and then over and over. And the plant's like, dude, you're messing with it. I get it. I'm done. All right. Drop your water droplet. It takes energy to do that. I'm not doing it. Oh, man. really? Yeah, wow. Wow. That's so no, cool. I'm not doing it anymore. When, when trolling wins. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> wow. Yes. He learned to ignore the trolls, man. <laughs> it's just like, hey, you science struggles to view plants as active and motivated uh, because its outlook is so human-centric. Uh, yeah, wow. It's really tricky, man. Those will get like six to eight foot. Um, we had this dude from Vietnam that used to shop in the nursery when I was like in high school, and we'd sell those little plants. I guess in Vietnam, those will get like eight, six foot tall in the jungle. So when you're running through, they collapse on you. Oh, and ah. even the little ones have little tiny spikes. So I guess the big ones have these fucking spikes. Oh, geez. Like, and so like that's their defense mechanism for like getting eaten or whatever. They like collapse. Wow. That's straight Can't out of Super Mario. Yeah, it is. I'm like a dangerous plant when it gets that big. It is, you know, want to anthropomorphize things, but I can see that's a good weapon, right? You know, I mean, uh, this is interesting. Plants respond to sound and feel vibrations. Plants are extremely good at detecting specific kinds of sounds. For example, do you know what this is? 200 to 300 hertz, Grambos. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, it's like a, the way, a measurement of volume. 
Yeah, because they are seeking the sound of running water. Mm. If you put a source of 200 hertz sound close to the roots of a plant, he says, they will follow it. Oh, wow, there's no evidence that the human voice benefits wait, plants. Wait, wait, wait. So like a rainstorm, like on Spotify kind of thing, you could that's, play for them? That's fascinating. Like on the bottom and they just root. Yeah, like immediately. Speak. That sounds cool. That's a interesting to try that. banner. Yeah, let us know. DTC. Bluetooth speaker, that's easy to do. Bluetooth, some rain sound. Right. Let us know. How old do you think the oldest living uh, tree, the world's oldest plant? No oh boy. How old? It's a big tree. It's a red fir tree. Hmm. Wasn't the Swedish just, earth. Oh, wasn't dude just at a really big. Old, yeah. He was at the Redwoods. 2000 right? years old. Police. Oh, like that's nothing. 9,560 years old. Is that it? Yeah. Really? Oh, that is so not spectacular. I thought it was going to be like a Redwood. Wait, that's been there for 9,000 years. I think so. <laughs> don't touch it. <laughs> no teenage. Did it used to be bigger? It? Yeah. I don't know. All right. That's all. This very anything. It's old. All right, man. Give it a break, oh, man. man. SMDGC blew my mind. They said after a show, they commented, they're like, you know, sharks are older than trees, right? And I was like, there's no way that's true. Yep. And it's actually true. It's crazy. <sighs> they're not older than plants. They're older than trees proper. Sharks are before there were living or like land creatures. Yeah. Way before. When it was only ocean. That's a trip to think about. Pangea. Wow, man. It talks about, oh, this is a cool article, man. It talks about the decentralization of plants, how they spread out. They spread their uh, their spores out to keep uh, uh, their prod progeny. 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 Oh, the pet familias. What are the that's things a good band? <laughs> progeny. Progeny. That's not progeny open for progeny. <laughs> Very cool. One of the cool things about trees like that is that their lifespans are often way longer than ours. So your perception and what you see like mm -hmm. as a forest, you don't really notice. But if you were to be able to extend your timeline for a few hundred years, you would realize oh, how man. much is happening and changing and how much the plants probably know exactly what's going on. It just takes that long for that change to happen. You know what I mean? I do. I mean, like science really struggles to view plants as, as, as active and motivated because outlook, <laughs> it's so human centric. Okay, man. Exactly. How did I sound? Did I sound smart? Yeah, too. Uh, that is not me. That is Mancus. Uh, Mancus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very cool, man. Uh, this is a great article. Very cool. So you guys, how would you say how many people are in your crew? Um, at the nursery, six to eight. Yeah, somebody always hanging out in the grow. Somebody's always with the plants. Um, I used to live on the property for a while, so like I was the go-to. Um, but now they just have somebody go check on it each day on the weekend, stuff like that. Um, somebody really needs to be there, in my opinion. Like somebody needs to be on the property. You think it's because of maintenance, or do you think there's a difference when uh, <clears throat> when the plants are do see somebody caring for them, or I don't say see feels somebody caring for them. Probably about both, because like, if something goes wrong and you have a water something leak, spraying over, you know, God. half of a bench, and you get yeah. there six hours later, like your plants are pissed. If you if so, you could be there, you know, an hour later, like they're not going to be as mad at you that they weren't getting sprayed with cold water all night. Yeah. So like, it goes both ways. Like, as long as you can fix the problems as they happen and not wait the reason days. Yeah. Plants are reasonable. Do you hang out with your plants a lot better? Yeah, sure. 
you go, you got three kids. You go hang out in that garden on a five gallon bucket for a while. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> just cry, man. Or not for hours or anything, but there's no, but that's a good, it is a good escape. My oh, wife daily alone, you know, and I'm, hey, I'm going in the grow. Come back in like three hours. You know? I, I will say that if, if you're not doing it daily, I definitely notice a, a decline in sort of just energy. I, yeah. And it's good for you. You should go in to your garden for you. That is a, a oxygen rich environment. It's actually very good for your cardiovascular system for you to hang out and your grow. It's great for their cardiovascular system for, you know, it's yep. symbiotic, baby. Get it? Plus it just smells so good. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I do believe also what do they call it? Sad seasonal affective disorder. All right. It gets dark. Me and Anna yeah. were laughing. He's sitting outside at like eight this morning because it gets dark at four in the afternoon yeah. here, you know? Uh, Going under the lights, it will wake your ass up. That's a man. bummer. Now that I have a tent. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I'm missing that from having my room. That sucks. It's a little warm and happy plants. Man, uh, hey, I tell you what, man, I'm sneaking a little grow talk. You got to go? You got time to hang out? No, I'm hanging out. We're talking a little bit of light cycle. 18.6. Hey, grab bomb all over the place. I'm going back to the comments again. It just We were talking uh, alternative light cycles. <laughs> uh, this is Ivy Herbs. We were talking to Rasta Jeff, Irie Genetics, and yep. he goes 18.6. 18 hours on, back to vegetative light cycle. Uh, six hours off his uh, last week of flowering. The idea is that the plants don't have enough time to revert back to veg, but they just get eight more hours to photosynthesize. Um, and it was something I asked you if you'd heard of it. Hang on. Ivy Herb says, I'm definitely with Rasta Jeff on the 18.6 at the end. Try it once and you won't ever go back. Okay. Very nice, man. That's interesting. I, I haven't heard that side of the argument. I've heard the other. So I've heard lowering light will help with color. Okay. During the last week. So do instead you of doing 12, you'll do like 11. Oh, less hours. Yeah, less light for not more. I always heard that could uh, would speed things up a little bit if you had something that just didn't want to finish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's that's what I've heard, too, is like most of the time people do that, like when you're trying to get the color to come out. Yeah. So like that. Um, but I haven't heard that. That that just Here, would guy. seem like it, they're trying to get like a stretch in the last week, I think. I don't. I think like it's a, one of those ideas where I tell you what, height 666. I trust somebody that's uh Eight six six six. There you go, man. I've been doing eighteen six the last week or so for twenty years. That's why I wanted to bring this up. This wow. guy's got information. Yeah. If you've ever done a reveg, you'll notice that it forces the plants to finish. Some strains love to keep going, keep producing white hairs. Give this a go. This is awesome. Been growing since nineteen seventy seven. He's been growing since my Damn. first year in Little League, man. <laughs> First lights were street lights, and that is the truth, man. In like the eighties or late eighties, I learned, and the dude had a street light. Yeah, that's what you can get. Steal the street light? Yes, he stole them, and then back in the an electrician would make you one. He'd be like, "I can get you HPS lights from the electric store," you know. Yep. Well, this guy he grows eighteen six six six. Grandma, killing it, man. <laughs> Uh, joke. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It says literally seen it all, tried it all. Very cool, man. Um, yeah, and then you were saying something. I guess the idea is they don't have enough time to revert back. That would be my thought on it. Like, but I didn't I didn't think of it in that way, like trying to get it to finish right faster. But um, yeah, I th what I would thought would be like it would start to almost fluff up. 
towards the end. Yeah. But you're not going to have enough time to drop pollen or herm. What was your what was your trick you said, man, that you heard people doing? So I never tried this, but we heard it from a really old guy and he would dust within the last week. With pollen. With pollen. So he'd pollinate his... And everything would just swell. That's where you just get completely hollow calyxes. And so you're breaking apart nugs and you have big hollow spots in between there where it's just like getting ready to put a seed, but there's no seed. Is there trichomes on it? Yeah, it wouldn't really affect it because like you're already through the grow. So he would dust lightly and never, never tried this. But we got weed from this dude, yeah. a good amount from Oregon. And it's all of you weed. And it was hollow. It was so easy to <laughs> sell because like an eighth looked like a quad. So everybody else is stoked on their bag and like you're stoked on selling it. And <laughs> That's like, weird. That'd but it would just the fluff. fluff. Yeah, right. You know, they came up with like, Fluffy cheese, uh, whatever they were, cheese curds. Cheesy poops? Yeah, cheesy poops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I love cheesy fluffy poops. ones, man. Yeah. We had cheesy poops. So it's one of my favorite cards. But recipes. try at your own risk. He's talking about making weedy poops. Have a try. Yeah. Wow. Cheesy poops. Interesting, man. Weedy. Hey, what was the other one, man? You were telling me a 12 1 when we were talking alternative lights. We were talking alternative light schedules. Okay. That's what geeks we are, right? Yeah. But. So it was with that 12-1. A good amount of my friends um, that'll veg for indoor and then put them outdoor. So they'll get, you know, like a waist-high plant before they throw them out in their greenhouse to flower. Okay. To try to save money on electricity. Sure. They'll do a 12-hour light schedule and then either five or six off and an hour on and then five or six off. So you still, it's 12 and then you just interrupt that other 12 light cycle with one hour in between. Yeah. One or two hours because you just got up and like, I wouldn't try it with something finicky. I wouldn't try it with something like an OG or something, you know, that is likely to hurt wow. because like it's going to power. Yeah. It's going to put some light <laughs> stress. Yeah. It's really like a cherry pie, but like mm. anything that you know is pretty decently stabilized. Right. Like you can keep stuff awake. And if you're not doing it, like if you're not trying to veg for a month or two, if you're just trying to get like an extra couple weeks yeah. veg before you yeah. throw them outside, like you can, all you have to do is interrupt that light cycle. And kind of the same thing with greenhouse. Like it's a lot easier to wake a plant up than it is to keep a plant awake. Like instead of keeping the lights on after sunset, turn your lights on before sunrise, wake the plants up early. Right. Because it doesn't like, and you've heard of people talking about like light leaks causing herms. Yeah. Doesn't take a lot of light to wake a plant up. Yes. Agreed. But to keep a plant awake, I feel like that's almost going to cause herms too. Because like you can see it, all the leaves go down and even though all your thousand watt lights are on, like you still look at that plant and you're like, it's not awake anymore. Like it's trying to. It knows it's the end of the day. Yeah. But if you turn the lights on early, they'll perk up at three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. Wow. You want them to, you know, phone. So you run lights four to six hours and, and that's how we run the greenhouse. The do you find, do they go to sleep earlier then? If you wake them up early, do they, they or do they stay awake throughout that whole period? Uh, that's fascinating. You got to be like working with your uh, light cycle. So like anytime, like it goes from seven to 6 p.m or six to 7 PM slowly. Like you got to be adjusting those lights probably every 20 days. You know, you're adjusting it by really 10, 20 minutes just to keep up with that cycle. Oh, interesting. Cause you're still like, say like you want to run an 18, six, then you're only getting about 11 and a half hours of light. So you're going to want to run, you know, seven to eight hours of light. And we always try to overlap it. 
Like when your sun comes up, don't have the lights turn off when the sun comes up. You want to turn your lights off, you know, an hour or two after. Right. Let that yeah. sun completely yeah, yeah. up before you shut yours off and don't get that stress in between. Well, it makes sense. That does make sense, sir. That's good stuff. I told you. Told you if I brought this guy up, you know, <laughs> I had no doubt. Say? I had no doubt. Ah. Uh, hey, by the way, I have an article here about the end of drug testing. They, they don't drug test in the cannabis industry for other. Like this, I don't oh, you see this article, Grambo. It's a, uh, yeah, it says the end of cannabis drug testing. Even drug test kit makers are dropping weed testing. Oh, wow. Fentanyl instead. Well, that's cool. But I guess so. But now can you get drug? T- I mean, who cares? I don't smoke any. I don't do any drugs. But. Oh, man. Can you get drug tested for being in the cannabis industry? Oh, I bet you can, right? Oh, um, I got a city job for the city of Oceanside. And uh, well, I went in to take a piss test. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like here's the cup. Don't flush the toilet. They're like, no, this isn't a drug test. We're testing your sugars. Like they like, care more about if I have diabetes and for to be on health insurance or push than if I'm on drugs. Oh, you, can't work, you can't work here if you have diabetes. Well, like they want to make sure like wow, I'm not lying about a health condition. Oh, okay. Because like as soon as you're on city oh, health insurance, oh, they have good health insurance. And what drug are they trying huh. to test you for there? Sugar. That is sugar. Yeah, they is were drug? testing the dude. that's what the dude said, the sugars. He's like, no, it's not even a drug test. Don't you can flush the toilet. No, no, it is a drug test. I'm gonna take the stand on that. It is sugar is Drug. I see where you're I going still use the fake pee. I didn't trust him. The wizening. <laughs> like, Sir, your metabolites are very off. You need to come in and talk to a doc. I tell you, man, I got one more thing, man, then we'll wrap it up. This is a really great hang. But, Grambo, will you see these guys? Uh, are you, look, this says prisoners. There you go, man. Prisoners who attempted to smuggle cannabis into Northern Ireland hidden in broccoli are jailed. These homeboys just got a whole bunch of broccoli and put weed under it. And I just put this in here just because we always wonder what cannabis is, uh, how it's featured in the UK or how it's thought of in the UK. Mm-hmm. But um, just look at their faces, Grambo. Mm-hmm. Those two mug shots say it all. And I was reading a book. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I was introduced to the prisoner's dilemma. Oh, I've all heard of it. Oh, I'm obsessed with game theory, man. Hey, really? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So the prisoner's dilemma. Let's go through. Show those two people. All right. You guys know it. Yes. All right, Grandpa. Yeah, what is it? It's so if uh, if guy on the left defects on guy on the right, he will get five years in prison. If the guy on the left defects on him, he gets five. If both of them defect on each other, they both get ten. If neither of them defect, they both get like twelve. You know. So the correct decision every single time. Well, hey, you're, it's, it's, I'm saying ratting the guy out. Yeah. So you want to cooperate gets you the less time. The second least Hang time. Hang on, man. You you missed some details. Oh, did man. I? What I miss? First, you got both those people. They get arrested. They get separated. You go, hey, look, oh, you, my bad. My you bad. can narc out on your friend, yes. and he can narc out on you. One of you will get three. You know, the guy you'll get one year if you narc him out, and he'll get three years. If he narks you out first, it's the opposite, man. Mm-hmm. Or if neither of you nark each other out, if you both just shut up, you'll each get two years. Yes. And now the correct decision is to cooperate every single day. <laughs> oh, you beast. Get out. But if if like if you do this in infinite times, whether we do it 10 times right. or we do it infinite, if one of us defects even once, now we both have to defect for eternity. It's the only, it's called a Nash equal, equilibrium. The movie uh, Beautiful Mind is about it. And uh, yeah, it, the only thing that's an equilibrium is to co- communicate and cooperate. And if we don't cooperate, if one of us doesn't cooperate once, we have to 
screw each other for eternity. That's the only equilibrium. Ooh, the prisoners. And that's why it's the prisoner's dilemma. <laughs> Dude, which one of those is going to rat first? Oh, the guy on the left, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he is... You this mid rat and the guy on the right is still kind of high. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I told him we could get caught. He no, man, it's just broccoli. He told me it was broccoli. Oh man, that's about it, man. It's been a fun show. It's been fun hanging out, brother. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, Saturday, man. We gotta go chill. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, you doing anything about it? You're gonna go in the woods, man. Yeah, man. Right. He <laughs> looks like he's gonna make a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> All right, man. Good hanging out. Do you want to give yourself any shout outs, man? Do you do any social media or anything like that? Um, I'm My at, friend uh, Milo. That's how I know you. Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> Chief Mullerton on Instagram, but that's about it. I haven't been too active. It's mostly stories and stuff. Nice. But if you want to see like the nursery or how to run a big ass facility, you know, follow me and you'll see it all. So it was chief Mullington, chief Mullerton, Mullerton. All right. So, deal. Deal, man. Uh, this was great hanging out, man. I enjoyed Saturday morning chilling with you. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Great out, time. Man. Better. Yeah. Thank you for hanging out, man. Yeah, it's really cool. me over. Grandpa tight work, sir. You know what? You're all right. <laughs> Y'all all right. All right. Next week, dude, we'll be back. Yes. Till then, take her easy. <laughs>